Welcome to my basement, everybody. Hey, Nick. How you doing, my friend? Hey, well, this is a space where we can be ourselves. We can yes. be real, right? Yes, we don't you have can. to we don't have to be, hey, we're the guys on the show. No, this is not morning radio. This is uh, and this is my friend Scott Jones here, just in case uh, you didn't know okay, okay. who was well, in, in Vic's basement. I've got a thing going on. Okay, what's I up? I really need a haircut in the worst way. Okay. I mean, I, we yeah. just you know, I'm sort of uh, breaking the fourth wall and the fifth wall here. Yeah. Uh, we shot a lot of shows today. We, we shot have. a lot yesterday as well. You're yes. going to be away next week. You've got some secret mission. I don't know what the hell you're yeah. doing. Yeah. But we Espionage. shot a lot of shows, and I felt terrible about myself on the show today. I, you know, I'm looking. There's a little mirror just off the set, and I'm looking at my hair, and I'm just. I look like I don't know what happened to me. So if you see the show in the future, and you're wondering what happened to me, I look like I rode in Elliot's basket in ET on the way to work today. I mean, <laughs> With my a blanket hair, over your head. My hair is all over the place. <laughs> I've got these Raju type curls on the side of my head. I don't, my hair starts to curl when it starts Those getting long. Those are Raju like trademark this. curls, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I have to pay Raju a fee for every time I, I let my curls go out on the show. <laughs> so I feel a little, uh, I feel a little tender today. So don't rib me too much. I know you like to rib me, and you no, like to no. get in there, and you're like, oh, look at you, you it, do. It's all gentle, going. man. It's all gentle. Is it? This is, is yeah. this a safe space here in the Absolutely, basement? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, we yeah. Can, you come here. This is this is where you come for uh, for your audio hugs. Okay, <laughs> if I feel like. I need an audio hug down in the basement today. So uh, my big plan is to, uh, well, you, while you're away, I'm going to go get a haircut. Okay. That, that uh, is a good plan. That's going to be, that'll take four days I might shop for, for some colognes. Right uh, while you're away, I'm going to organize my share record collection, all oh. of my share records. You have put, so many of them. I have all my share records. Yeah, I'll play maybe those. Maybe you should hire somebody. And while you're away, I'm going to do a lot of Zumba. Uh, okay. So what, I got, what is Zumba? It's some sort of fitness thing that okay. I, that's like a craze from okay. two years ago <laughs> i'm finally getting caught up with i think there were some zumba type connect video games that's a website man crazes from two years ago.com <laughs> or a hashtag maybe <laughs> somebody should be doing that right yeah. now i love yeah. that so they could make negative amounts of money yeah what's uh well what have you been doing for fun have you been doing anything to that's unwind? a great just question grow, that's a, growing that's your a, hair out it's a terrific question yeah, yeah i just lay in bed trying and... to get your fair faucet hairdo on <laughs> i do get a bit of a feathering effect <laughs> on the sides when it gets this long uh i've been you know really i haven't been gaming a lot i gotta be honest with you i play yeah. the games for the show and i'm always prepared and you know me like i am a professional to yeah. the end but what's not happening these days is i'm not playing for fun right. i'm not playing for fun one weird thing that i've been doing lately is uh, when I'm in a, a stage like this, where I'm I'm trying to I'm tra it's a transition period. That's all it is. Yeah. I'm going for it's a transition period in the industry. What I do every day is I force myself to play one game, and it's not even forcing myself. I look forward to one game of Pac-Man Championship Edition. Yeah, and I try to top my score every day. And I got to tell you, last night I went on a crazy run. Oh, I yeah. couldn't even believe. I didn't even know it was possible to do what I was <laughs> doing in that game. My Pac-Man was all over the place. The score that I racked up was just unbelievable. I was so pleased with myself. But I'm not playing a lot of video games these days. What I'm doing is I'm watching a lot of television. We talked about this. And you know that I'm doing this. I'm in bed with the iPad mini. Yeah. This is so pathetic. Yeah. I'm in bed with the iPad mini, growing my hair out, <laughs> watching Netflix. With your glass of Chablis. Yeah, my glass. I take my bath around 9 o'clock with my glass of Chablis. Where do you put your feather boa? Do you have, do you have, it, do you have it on you? Or I is think it? we sound like Liza Minnelli. I'm not, no, listen, I love 
I've always been so down on Netflix. Yeah. And I am so happy to give them seven ninety nine yep. a month. Because I'm, right now I'm watching uh, the old Larry Sanders show from the early 90s yeah. uh, with Gary Shandling and Jeffrey Tambor. And and what like I like well it's this, a treasure trove of old shows. I cannot believe but I, that these shows I, are right there. I just click from one to the other, click click click. And I just keep going. I'm like yes. What this I is love so about fun. Netflix are, are the documentaries that you never really feel like you. I, they're always cool. They're all thought provoking. The good ones, but it, it it's not the same. You know, ten bucks or fifteen bucks or whatever you would pay for another movie. You know, you're not well, getting you, a big budget special to, effects yeah, and all that stuff. To Netflix with such low expectations. Yeah, uh, you know, if if it's even remotely good, I feel like I got my money's worth. I don't. I, I don't. You know, if I if I rent a movie on Apple TV, I'm like, I, cr- I fold my arms and I sit. This better be fucking. This better good. impress me. Yeah. This is four ninety nine. Yeah. And I got the HD version because I'm an asshole. Yeah. So, so it's five ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, this better fucking blow my totally. eyebrows off. And totally. then when it doesn't, I just go back to spending my seven ninety nine on Netflix. So. Netflix rules, man. Yeah. I'm, so I'm that's what fan. I've been doing. What about you? What have you been doing these days? Well, I, I, I know you're looking for a show to watch while you travel. Uh, yeah, I'm all done Any with success? Arrow. I have like one or two more episodes to get through. Um, I think I might download some uh, Luther, the uh, the one that uh, give it a it, try. It, yeah, it yeah, just elbows in. I, I heard that that thing's incredible. Yeah, I'll probably take advantage because I'm going to the states, so I'll take advantage of. I'll, oh, there's a little clue. Yeah, I'll take advantage right. of some of the uh, the U.S. Netflix that will be available. Next to week me. is not the Microsoft thing, right? That's no, that's the weeks. following. Yeah, I've got a bunch of traveling coming up here. Okay, uh, but so yeah, Luther. no, I've been I've been uh, uh, watching Game of Thrones like everybody else, and watching uh, Little Mad Men like everybody else. But I've been crazy busy. I'm, I'm cooking behind the scenes and some stuff that I can't talk about yet with uh, with some stuff that's coming up. In the future for us. You're so secretive. You're like a secret agent well, man. You know, got, you're going on a secret trip next week. We you're finished the CVAs. the scenes. Yeah, so now I'm working on our next big project. It's intriguing. And, and something, something super fun and talking with some really great partners. Are you so, making a video game? Uh, no, I'm not doing that. But everybody that's listening, if you could please keep your fingers crossed and send us some positive vibes. There's a lot of work left to be done on all this stuff. But in terms of gaming, yeah, I'm not spending too much crazy free time gaming on stuff that we're not having to review. Although, uh, injustice God's among us. Yeah. That keeps we, calling to you. We gave it a nine and I, I, I swear I it, it might be my I favorite. I don't think I gave it a nine. You gave I, it a I nine. gave it a nine. I say it might be my favorite game of the year. Cause I just keep going back to it. It's just so ridiculously fun. It's so accessible. I love the story. I beat the story on the 360. I bought the stick with the game for the PS3 playing through the story again, wowed by all of that. Loved the characters, loved the animations. I can't wait to download every look damn how, thing in the, you, in the game. Look at you. Look how excited you are. It's an awesome game. What about I, five bucks for Lobo? I'm paying for it. Okay. He's mine. As I soon as that comes out, I, still I can't wait for much. Batgirl. I, I was so happy five to get some extra for skins. These things. It's too much. Uh, but the other thing that I'm really kind of recognizing is just how powerful uh, the mobile stuff is in the threat of all this like we just took a look at kung fu rabbit which will be on the show pretty soon and there's just a never-ending wave of innovation and and interesting ideas and yes they might be bite-sized but they're interesting game concepts coming out on the ipad and android and all that and it's it's really a shock i mean that seems to be where the games industry is kind of focused they're pointing their creativity cannon towards these mobile platforms and they're irrefutable. And the other day on Twitter, I actually asked, what would 
people like to be able to play? What mobile games would they like to be able to play on their TV with a controller? That's a great Twitter question. Well, usually I would get, fuck you. I don't want any uh, of these from mobile. me, usually. Mo- 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 people, you know, like in the last three or four years have been like, screw mobile. I'm all about the console again. But I actually started to get some some thoughtful responses. People want the real racing games. They want to play Cordy 2 with a controller. And, you know, every time I pick up an iPad and surf through the... Because I keep downloading these games, but I don't always have tons of time to play them because they're not assigned to us or whatever. But every time I log in or check one of these things out, and Cordy 2 is a great example. I just started to play that a little while ago. Really fucking great. Like, really great. These are really well-made 2D well, games. What I think's happened, though, is your life, you've gone through a big life change here. You're yeah. clearly in menopause. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you have a baby now, and you're a family man, and you've got a lot of... Uh, You've got a lot of responsibilities, especially on the weekends. I know you're you're very busy. Yes, and uh, and you're doing family things, and I think that your window for gaming is maybe a little smaller. So these things that sort of fit into the cracks and seams of your life, right? Where you can pick it up, you can open up a game on your iPad. Well, and I think you that's open up a game on your phone. That's you a true story boom, for a lot of people. Two three minutes here and there. Yeah. It's it's like my, it's not that different from my Pac Man Championship Edition daily game. Yeah, totally. And I mean, honestly, I think a lot of people are feeling like the current consoles are kind of sputtering to, towards their doom. I want to you know? feel the gravity of a big game, though. Yeah. I want something to pull me in. I want to I feel the irresistible. And I felt it a little bit this year. Knife of Dunwall, man. Well, I felt it a little bit with uh, DMC Devil May Cry. I felt it a little bit with Metal Gear Revengeance. Yeah. I felt it a little there. Yeah. But I haven't felt, I got to be honest, I haven't felt it in a while. I, I'm feeling the pull towards Nino Cooney, and that was something that... Uh, Have you started it? I did, and I loved it. I loved what I saw, and I you loved what I... heard it kind of plateaus I, and then drops off. I really liked it, though, because it was so, okay. you know, different from, from... You know, I haven't played very much of it at all, but it was just so gentle and, and nonviolent and and story-driven and character-driven, and it's such a difference from all the shooting and hacking and slashing. That, True. That we we even enjoyed the Tiger Woods PGA yes. Tour 14 yeah. because of its lack of... Maybe we're turning into big pussies. No, I think it's... We need a chain. We need a variety, man. That's what, we'll, that's what we need. But the other side of this is I can't wait for uh, The Last of Us. I can't wait for something that has shocking violence in it, but is aware that the violence is shocking. It's not just a, uh, a mindless, you know, shoot 'em up with no sense of terror or dread or weight. Uh, and that's what I can't wait to sink my teeth into. Those are the games that hook me that I, I put everything else on hold for that suck me into the experience. That can't put a family on hold though. No, I know, but they're you, not going to take that. They're not going to put up. No, with that. I know, but Ruby will they go will, to sleep they will and, leave. and uh, I will find a way to, you know, my wife will be very uh, accepting of the fact that I will be completely consumed by this experience. And I will find a way to get down into the cave and, and, and play more of the game. And I, I hope I'm we waiting feel. for, of those we, kinds of games. I hope we see it. We're, you know, E3 is coming up fast here. It's in the second week in June. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be a big uh, a big circus tent kind of a year because uh, all the new consoles are going to be out. We're going to yeah. see what Nintendo's long-term plans are going to be. We're going right. to see what the next move is from Microsoft. We're going to see more of the PlayStation 4 
And uh, and again, I'm waiting for that gravity. I'm waiting to feel it. I want to feel it. That was it. another game that really there. hooked me in, too, was the Lego City Undercover on the Wii U. And I, oh, yeah, I keep I going back to that sucker, too. That's a beautiful game. And, uh, and you just got uh, you just got a code for Donkey Kong Country Returns. Yeah, and I'm playing on Soul 3DS. Sacrifice on the Vita. So, there, you know, I am consuming little pieces and bits and pieces. But, yeah, it is a little bit more sporadic. And part of it is the busyness of my life for sure right now with yep. all of the work and family stuff, but also the game content that I'm really addicted to fits into bite-sized chunks. Like Injustice, I can beat a few matches and feel satisfied, put that away, come back to it and carry on. And I feel that way with some of the levels in Lego City Undercover. You know, so most of the stuff that I'm playing now, and and, and probably the reason why I haven't gone back to Nino Kuni is because I know that that is you know, eight hours of, uh, you know, indent impression on my couch time, you know, you know what's what funny? I want to do, but I, I can't do it right now. You know, what's funny is we've gone through this whole conversation. We've, we've done a quick flyover over the first five months of this year. And yeah. neither one of us mentioned Bioshock Infinite. And, you know, thinking back on my own we experience were to that while we were playing it, I wasn't. And I no. just, I, I wasn't. And, and I have no desire to go back to it. I never really, I felt myself just kind of rolling up my sleeves and getting through it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, it's funny. Like, it's, I can't believe like, it even came out, and then it's already in my rearview mirror. It's like a notch in the belt. I waited for it for so long. Yeah. I dreamed of this game. Yeah. And I still dream a little bit of Elizabeth in you know idle moments when I'm feeling well, sexy. I, I can't believe that if I look at this objectively, I'm having way more fun with Injustice than Bioshock Infinite. But, it, you know, it's not, it's not like it's an experience that you haven't had before. That's the thing. Bioshock? Like, no, not Bioshock. I'm injustice. talking about injustice. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not. You don't. Yeah, you're not really going any place you haven't no. been before. You're not seeing characters you haven't seen before. You're not being introduced to experiences you haven't felt before. But there, I'm guessing that part of what you like about it is is that it's comforting that it's so familiar. Well, and it's the what if scenario kind of projected from all of my uh, you know childhood uh, obsessions with comic books. Like, what if these characters all got together and brawled and fought? And what if they all went out for shawarma? And what if they all went out for shawarma? You know. But I, I you know, I love these characters growing up. So it's really cool to. Uh, see them animated like this, you know, and the, the never uh, Nether Realm did such an excellent job with this thing. It's yeah, I, I could go on forever on the damn game, but it's super fun. I, another thing that's been going on that's definitely in the news that we're talking about and yeah, I'm getting antsy for is Ouya. Uh, okay, I can't believe I still don't have this damn thing. I was an early. I thought backer. you knew some people over there. <laughs> well, we've had Julie on the show, yeah. and, and, I, and you know, I think they understand that I'm excited for it. I don't know how excited you are, but I, uh, I'm not I, that uh, excited. I, I love this idea that there's a platform for independent development. I'm and mad that, that we don't have this thing. And where is our Google Glass on top of that? Yeah, but <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about Ouya because it's it's where's our Oculus Rift? Such an easy uh, entry to develop stuff and, and to buy the machine and to, uh, be able to put the stuff on the TV. And that was kind of underlined when we were taking a look at Kung Fu rabbit, which I don't want to play these on my TV. I said some that in of the them review. will suck, but some of them Forget will it. be really cool. Nope. You know, like I don't random heroes is a pretty cool little game. You know, uh, Meganoid's a pretty cool what little game. What do you game. gain by playing them in your living room though? I guess maybe as there's a social aspect, you can well, play think, them with friends or, th- or your children. I or think something. when you play them in your living room there is a um an acceptance that the addiction is okay i think when you play a portable game 
you know, when you're on the bus or when you're waiting in line or before a movie or whatever, you're just sort of there for the the seconds to waste, you know, and getting addicted in that moment is almost uh, prohibitive because your focus should be somewhere else. This is just sort of a, a, a bridge to the next experience you're about to have. But if it's on a TV, you can get lost in these experiences. And I think what's going to happen now with the power of uh, these mobile processors, the Androids and iOS processors, they're so strong that people are going to give us richer and richer games that are going to be more suited for television than they are for for a mobile platform. And, and they'll be accessible and inexpensive. I think so. Well, they're getting 15 more million dollars. Yes. 14. Why don't they give us one of those million dollars? <laughs> 14 million dollars. We get one million dollar to Vic and Scott so we can uh, decorate the basement. And they're also getting... Uh, they're also getting a new guy on their board. Ben Gordon is yeah. going to be joining the team. I mean, fan. that's that's the stuff that's exciting to me about Uya to begin with is the people involved. I think, you know, right from the um, uh, the, the design team. And, Why did they do this, though, freeze? where they were promising March, April? Why did they do this? Why? Well, now we're looking at July as maybe a sort of soft launch. Or- yeah, well, now they're talking June 25th. It'll be in stores. I, I'm a little bit pissed because I'm a backer and I don't have mine yet. And it's and well, you and, like to be first. Well, and, and the other side of it is, is that I did put the money in and I also want that Ouya that comes to me to be a finished Ouya. And I've heard some reports of the the uh, people that have had these things that they're still kind of prototype you know, and that the uh, the front end software isn't where it's supposed to be. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not going to pass judgment on this thing until I have it in my house and I've got it all set up. But I I hope what I get is as good as what anybody else would go and buy the st- at the store on June 25th is going to be, especially now as we're getting closer to that. Mm-hmm. The other thing that this has kind of made me aware of, and I've, I, I've contributed to a few things on Kickstarter. Uh, and the other thing that I'm waiting on, actually, that I, I paid for not too long ago is a game dock, which is going to allow me to plug my iOS in, or devices, my iPad or my iPhone into this thing. And it turns it into kind of like a little portable NES with square type controllers. I'm okay. excited to get that thing. Uh, but that's also late. I've been waiting weeks for that. And, and I, I, I didn't know this at the time, but that was another Kickstarter project. They were only looking for uh, 50000 or or 100000 or something like that. They got that money. Uh, but that's late. And I sent those guys an email and they said they're still working on all of that stuff getting done. I just so, picture you waking up in the morning, putting your head in your hands like, oh, my God, my I mean, I, is still not here. I believe in these my Kickstarter game projects. My game doc is still not here. Here I, and I, I love that there are new models to help get creative ideas to market, and I think that that's what the internet was made for. Frankly, is to kind of uh, circumnavigate all of these gatekeepers that that have existed for so long, and let people talk with people to build cool things but together. The gatekeepers also make sure that the stuff comes out on time. That's that's what true. Get, that's what they do. That's Absolutely. Why they take the yeah, cut. but you know what? You can't I build have my cut. Let me wet my beak. You can't. You can't build that sophistication without taking some risks. And I think Kickstarter is a way to kind of mitigate some of those risks and create a new model. Uh, but it has to work. It's so, letting you down. So listen, Kickstarter. This is the message from Victor Lucas. I, I'm, I'm stop on, disappointing him. I'm on Send hold. him his shit. I'm on hold for uh, put, putting money into any well, other it's projects. Just, it's not just the money you have put into it. You've yeah. also told a lot of people on. On Twitter, because you have, a, you have about 90,000 Twitter followers, 170,000, how many? You have a million Twitter have followers. You people. told them all yeah. to 
helped support these things when well, you I didn't tell them. them i said i was excited and i'm gonna i'm gonna help them and well, a lot of, uh, i'm sure that at least some of them went and followed your lead I, you're I, a trailblazer I, I, well i hope that people made up their own mind about all that stuff but i you know i feel like okay i've, I've invested in other people's dreams enough for a little while yep. let's see some of these dreams come to fruition with products that i'm happy about and then i'll go back to supporting some more but i am a firm believer in this uh crowdfunding and, and putting uh uh, your products out in kind of a market, a pre-market kind of form like this to see if people are excited to begin with, and if they if they are excited, whether they'll help you to build that dream together. But, we, should, uh, we should get a we should get a, a Kickstarter going for our uh, for our Bane, podcast. Bane, Bane sings all of the Christmas <laughs> album songs. <laughs> right off the Red Nose Reindeer. What a lovely, lovely voice. What a very shiny nose, Mr. Mr. Wayne. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. So we did it a little bit at the CBA. Somebody was doing it at the CBA. I forget who was doing it. I don't know. Lovely, lovely voice. Feels good to do that. Yes. Yes. So so you're going to do it. You're on a trip next week, so... Yeah, we'll have to find some way to get you into the basement virtually. Well, you we'll come here. You come to the basement, and I will. Uh, okay. Will your mom? I, I will call be you. My mom will let you, you want in. Me to take her to see Gatsby. Yeah, can you take her to see Gatsby? She's going to see it like six or seven times next week. <laughs> Are you good with that? Will you see I'll it six see or it seven again. times? You know, I actually would see it again. We I just think... saw it. It's been on our minds. You liked it. I yeah, was been, disappointed. Well, you like the soundtrack more than you like the movie. I like the soundtrack. I love the style and the so production rare design. For you to like something less than I like. Well, it. I just I didn't feel anything, man. Yeah. I, I mean, that's I left the theater. I'm like, yeah, none of that mattered. It was beautiful. Still felt more than I, most games make me feel. True. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I mean, I, I did feel, you know what I did feel is like Baz Luhrmann, he cared, you know, he didn't half yeah. ass that. No, like, that he, was everything he had. He, he totally yeah. cared. He loved it. That's he had, all he, he had. loved making it and he, he had love for the there. movie. Yeah. He spent the money as wisely as he could. We'll forget all about this once Star Trek Into the Into Darkness comes out in well, about five minutes. It's such a weird movie because it is something to think about this movie. There's something to talk about and leave the theater thinking, thinking about. about it. Yeah. yeah, but not in summer. Summer is like I think you're I, wrong. I still want to think, think about summer's fine for this. Movie. Like how many armors did Iron Man have? I can't. Well, I did, wasn't able to count but them all. Other people don't. Okay. All right. Yeah. I wrote a little fan fiction for Carrie Mulligan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's pretty. She, oh man, and I wrote a little fan fiction for Leonardo DiCaprio. He's pretty too. Oh my god. Yeah, he's, he's pretty. And uh, Toby Maguire, do you want to do a rant or no? Uh, Toby Maguire should. Uh, someone should wake him up. Somebody should. <laughs> somebody should put some some spelling salts under like his. Richard under Simmons his nose. should run in a circle around him. <laughs> it's like throwing glitter on him. I mean, I think he made too much Spider-Man money, and he just fell asleep or something bad. Like, wake Bucket up, buddy! Cold you're, water. Yeah. You're in. A, you're starring in a movie. Like, give him some aftershave yeah. that'll wake everybody. Him up. Yeah. Toby McGuire, come on. <laughs> He's a little sleepy sometimes. Yeah. Open looks, your eyes, Toby. He looks dazed. He looks stoned. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's something out with that something up with that guy. Yeah. He was he was he used to be great, but I just I feel I never uh, liked him in the Spider Man movies. I always thought he was just walking through those roles. Totally. Too. Yeah. Just like hey, I'm maybe Peter he just Parker. lost his fire for all of this stuff. Hey, look know? at my insincere grin. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like a nice man. I'd like to be friends with him in real life, but now that I've said this in public, it'll never happen. Yeah, I, surely I mean, he listens to the podcast. I'm sure he's a big fan. Yeah, yeah he'd probably support our Kickstarter for the uh, the Bane. <laughs> Should songs. we do a Kickstarter? A Kickstarter for what? I don't, I don't know. I don't, like, do people just say that now? And everybody's we got one. Something. <laughs> Kickstart it. 
Let's just kickstart it. You know what? Uh, let's let's uh, not kickstart something right now, but let's start uh, talking about some of the feedback that people have been giving us. All right. We've gotten some uh, mail from yeah. listener. Listener mail is what we call this section of the yeah, program. Reader until, mail time. <laughs> until we have a better title for it. Listener mail. Right. Who okay. do you, what do you got over there? You got something to talk about? I do. From, let's do uh, one of these. Brian see how much time we have Cacciatolo. left. Your mom needs I hope she, I didn't wreck she his wants name. me to get get to the next screening of Gatsby, so yeah, we don't have a lot yeah, of time. Yeah, and you'll need to pick up some of the uh, the cheese on the way back. <laughs> cheese I, the, the smell, The smell cheese. <laughs> oh, there's not enough cheese it, smell in exactly. the basement Exactly, you got to get some smelly cheese. Got it, okay. Okay, Brian's asking, I have a serious question. You've been okay, reviewing games go. for years. You've seen history in the making. Wouldn't companies be smart and, and hire critics as consultants to make better choices when developing games, exactly like George Lucas is a consultant on the Star Wars film franchise? Mm. This has been on my mind for years and would love to hear something back. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's been eating away at me for years. <laughs> well, the, I, you know, obviously the difference is that Lucas is the uh, the owner of the IP and he's the inventor of the concepts in Star Wars. And game critics, we do assess a ton of content and we have uh, an appreciation for the mechanics and the story structure and the way the games get built from a player's perspective. But we're not invested in, in no. these properties like George Lucas's in, into uh, well, Star Wars. I understand what he's saying. And, and in theory, intellectually, it kind of makes sense. You take these critics who have consumed all this stuff for, for decades, well, in our case, and you put them in charge and say, all right, you guys have seen the ways that all these games can go bad. Make a good game, and you know what? It's not. It doesn't work that way. It no. doesn't. We're not the artists. We're not. We're not. We're not. As has been proven time and time again in this industry, we've seen and uh, we a don't lot even of name any names. Over. A lot of journalists yes. have gone over to game development, and they have a hard time. Everybody yeah. struggles on that side. It's very, very difficult I, to make a good video game. Some people have been very successful. I mean, you look at the success they've had. What was that RPG with Greg Cassidy? Bastion. Bastion. Yeah. And, you know, From he worked Greg at GameSpot for a Cassidy, long time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he went out and he managed to pull it off. Yeah. You know, that's but it's kind of a small miracle. When yeah. That and, I, I, you know, honestly, as things become a lot more democratized and, and you're able to build content in a million different directions, I think you have to make your choices. You know, I think you have to do what you want to be doing and you have to really believe in it. And don't don't fuck around. Like if you really want to be a game critic, be a game critic. If you want to be a uh, a game maker, then you really have to be a game. Like if you really want that, yeah. you have to go and do it. And, and, I, and, and you know, uh, I mean, that's going to be what proves these things to be successes or failures going forward. It, we are going to be so picky, so choosy, so saturated with choice uh, in our career options and in our uh, consumer options uh, that, you know, you, you can't just sort of dabble back and forth like this. You kind of have to pick your battle and I, do it. I think it's true of, I mean, just for example, like you can't listen to a whole bunch of records and then go make a beautiful album. I, yeah. I, you know, I think, I think the only exception to this rule is, is Tarantino who watched a lot of movies and then made some good movies after right. that. But I think that there, I don't think you just get good at your craft by consuming more of the things you want to make. I think it, it's part of your training. Yeah. Your ninja training. Yeah, but training. Tarantino didn't just, you know, take the consumption of those movies and turn it into he made a movie. Like he fell into that. He was firing on all he was working his ass off to make a movie. 
He was doing everything he could at the time to find a way to make a movie, and he made that happen. Now what's possible is if you even have the flicker of inspiration, all of the tools to go ahead and do that are totally right there at your fingertips. You can go off and make a game. You can go make a a movie. You can do whatever you want. And I'm not saying you can't switch directions and try different things, but if you're going to build something and send it out into the world, really believe in what you're doing before you set out to do it because the competition is... More furious than ever before. Let's see the the conviction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's bring it to bear. So I feel like we've we've have we satisfied that answer? Uh, he I, seems like a nice guy. I like I the passion. So. I like the fire. I think so. I'm eating away at this guy for years. I, I think what we don't need is is uh, more journalists that would rather be making games or think that they would rather be making games. Yeah. Do, well, you, do you have any desire to make? You've made games before. I was on a team. I was on yeah. uh, the Black Box. You know how hard it is. I, I don't, don't know the how only, hard it the is. The only way I would guess. want to make a game is if all of this stopped and I had, uh, you know, uh, a reboot on my life and I wanted to go off and, and do try something new. Then I would say, yeah, let's try this. I haven't done that. I would like to do it. But I don't want to do both at the same time. I think, you know, apart from it being a conflict of interest, I think it's... It's you're taking from one uh, area of your pure passion and investment and you're, you're half-assing it in two different directions. And I think a lot of people have this romanticized notion of what it's like to work on a video game, which is why I really imp- appreciated Indie Game the movie, because you see somebody like Phil Fish yeah. who nearly dies yeah. trying to finish his fucking game. All, of, all the teams, everybody, you see the anxiety on their faces and making a game isn't anything like you think it's going to be. Well, nothing is in creativity. Whether you're making a comic book, whether you're making a movie or a TV show like Electric. You you go underground for for years, and then you come back out, and the world is a different place. Dude, when I started this show, we got... With the uh, the partnership, the edit suite partnership that we had, were you we working got, with Thomas Edison back then? It was a long time ago. We we got. Well, I was working with Aaron Mooney, who is still working on these shows with us <laughs> oh, yeah. today. He's he's my great friend, and he's our post production supervisor. But when we started, we would get the six at night to six in the morning slot to put our edits together. So the uh, the rest of the office during the day had cleared out, and then gave us the space to move in and get on the suites and and start cutting things. So I would sit beside him for as long as I could until I would eventually pass out. And uh, then the uh, uh, morning team would be coming in because there was still a, a team sort of working on, pre- on pre-production stuff and reaching out for interviews and things. And I'd start getting phone calls around 9 o'clock in the morning. And I would wake up at around 10 or 10.30, and I'd have yellow sticky notes stuck to my forehead of people I would have to call back. But I would just completely pass out on the floor of the edit suite because we were working around the clock to build these things, you know, to, yeah. you know, to get them out into the world. And I, I think that's what it takes to, to build anything, especially now. You know, it's not, now it's, the technology is right there for you, but the, the, the success or failure is your passion to drive and put something, you know, worthwhile oh out, into the, God, out into the world. There's so much good stuff on television, though. How does anybody get any fucking thing done? You gotta. Oh, well, you gotta. Ice cream is good. You can eat ice cream. You gotta Licorice. write. You gotta write something. And then twenty great. years go by, it and starts, you got a bag for a belly and a junkie for a while. <laughs> you know, you gotta start with a, with a written concept that's awesome. Then you've got to get a good script together. Yeah. That, and then you got to get a great team together. And then the gear and all this thing, all the shit that you think is going to be so expensive—the the space, the gear, the studio, all of that stuff. 
that will fall into place once you put your people together. And that's true for video games as well. It's the people. People are the difference. If you can put your whole group together to build something collectively that you all believe in, you'll do it. Doesn't matter what you set out to do. All right. So bring your heart and your balls, and uh, something good will happen. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like we're getting back into our uh, uh, yeah our other rant our other the podcast. Other day. Yeah. All right. So uh, the I've got another one from CT Mills. This question is for me or Scott or the rest of the crew to join in. It's a question about yeah. inherent flaws in the industry's current rating system oh, regarding boy. video games. These are tough ones. Typical format, which is used generally across the board: story, gameplay, sound, graphics, replayability, and summary, with a rating of five to ten points. Uh, game reviews are too lenient, even when a game is reviewed to be... Okay, so this basically, he's, he's saying the middle ground is completely thrown out the window. The five means nothing. And this is a, a recurring thing that comes up with uh, game review scores. It means something for me. I don't know about... Everybody's got their own kind of idea of what the five means. Well, and this is, this is the difference with reviews on the run. Right from the very beginning, when it was just Tommy and I. All right, give it to me. The, it, it is us. It's, our, it's, it's, the, it's me and the other... Ho- or the other... The host are people and they are giving their opinion they're not giving the reviews on the run opinion they're not they're not just the show they're not representing just a a corporate brand they are giving their own individual choices and the and the value of those people that we've got on the show is you relating to them or not and that's why Mm -hmm. we have a two-person team discussing going back and forth disagreeing or agreeing on on different topics you get to know these individuals and then you can align your taste with them or not. And that totally strikes a connection right back to Siskel and Ebert, you know, and their scoring system was a thumbs up or a thumbs down. But they had the sideways one, too. Yeah, but that's how we, we got to know them, you know. So we got to know whether we liked the way they viewed this material or not. And that's that's where our value is. So what it's not in a number. You're saying is there is no standardized scoring system in the industry. We and, all and nor should there be. And I, I think everything everybody it's all subjective. What it, Victor's seven is probably the same as my four. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I think we we give a game uh, you know we, we come at games from different uh, you know different uh, sort of viewpoints, different times in our life, different uh, attitudes, different different feelings around this content that we're consuming. Um, it, it's it's getting to know us. You know, I, I don't want to put a, a value so much on, a, on a, a point, but when we give our scores, the five it means something to us as individuals. So the five is, it means something to us when we're relaying what our, what our, uh, uh, our overall numerical judgment oh, I, is going to You know, be. I hate these fucking conversations. Well, it's Who really cares? Hard. Who think... cares what the fucking score is? Either I... you can tell from the review whether we liked it or we didn't like it. Is it something that, you, that, that might appeal to you? Then go consume. I mean, sometimes it's just like, Oh, I don't know about your 4.5. And it used to be worse because we used, didn't we used to do like 4.7s and 4, 4.2s? Tommy used to do that, yeah. <laughs> That's just insane. <laughs> Who cares, man? No, I, I think you can struggle and you can stri- you know, work so hard to kind of create. Uh, I, I like numbers. I like the numbers because they are tidy and they're, they're uh, easy to kind of um, quantify. Ide- quantify and identify oh, with. I and know, I've I thought about it. a million different ways to approach this and I've never changed it once. I well, think that numbers you know they're not perfect but they work the best for this it works on the show and i'll tell you why because it 
you know, the show, it's it's a moment. Yeah. On, and you need a moment you in need these to wrap segments. It up. Yeah, you need to wrap it up. And so it's the perfect way to wrap up these segments. And, I, and you know, wh- however, I you know, I have mixed feelings about scoring these things. I don't think we go to the, you know, we don't go to the Louvre and, you know, put scores on paintings and shit like that. Yeah. It's a little weird for, for us, I think, to be hanging scores on some of these things, which are so artful and beautiful. But that said, we're making a television show. We're making a piece of well, entertainment. And so and, we have to crescendo somehow. And, and we're we human beings and we have an assessment that has to come, you know, when we consume this stuff, you know. And uh, I think th- th- what I'm trying to say is that you get to know us. You get to know how we communicate around this stuff. If you like Victor, listen to Victor. It, well, and you start to correlate and you can kind of make an assessment based on that. And it's it's sort of you're collecting your own data. I got to tell mean, you something. Like when you go to an, another website and you see a number there, what does that number mean? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't mean anything Not because. 9.2 from IGN. I don't know who these people are half the time. You know, and I think that there should be more effort on the part of all of these different outlets out there to uh, bring these people to the foreground so that we get to know them. I got to tell you something. Yes. And just a quick story. I was very sickly as a boy. I had allergies. I had to go to the doctor all the time. I had to get shots. They were very painful. So you were about a six out of ten. I, as a kid, boom, I was like a 3.5. My, if this was the olden days, like 100 years ago, they would have taken me into the woods and left me on a rock. Oh, man. But they decided to give me the allergy shots, and I'm here uh, now. But I spent a lot of time in waiting rooms and doctor's offices, and so I'd read a lot of movie reviews and magazines and stuff like that, and people or in uh, you know, the, the uh, New York magazine or whatever, whatever the doctor's office had. Yeah. And I would read these reviews and I would, as a kid, even I would just think I would feel so angry because who are these people? No, no, no. Listen, they, they, these people had the chance to go to the movies, right? Which was something I didn't have back then. And I felt so envious that they got to go to a movie that I would feel angry whenever they would diss a movie, especially if it was one that I liked or one that I was looking forward to seeing. I would read all these terrible reviews and I think you assholes like, you get to go to movies all the time. Yeah, but Let's I see still, some of that positivity reflected I, I, in your review. I still that. feel that when you hate something. I'm, no, and I know. And I'm and sure I, you I, hate it when I'm I sure hate people, something that you love. People tune into the show and they're like, look at this fucking asshole. He just got out of a screening and now he's griping about this movie. I just got off of a fucking 10-hour shift in a coal mine. Yeah. And now I got to fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I've turned into the guy that so, I used to hate. Again, though, that's you, you have to get to know the people, you know, to, and, yeah. and that's how you assess whether their criticism is worth listening to or not it's not the score the score is a way that we individually wrap this material up but it's the way that we communicate around this material that is the value of our criticism listen to the review don't let the score color your opinion too much but accept it for what it is a a fantastic tv moment yeah and it should wrap it up and and and, you know i would say industry-wide i think the industry needs to do a better job at celebrating uh, the people that are in these review positions and, and really clearly define. Well, let most these people, of them are gone now. Well, they shift a lot. Yeah. And because and that's equitable to uh, uh, these brands not putting their people above their brands. You know, the, the people are more important than their brands. And that's yeah. the way we've always operated. All right. Are we done? Is there another yes. one? What else you got? Um, you want to move on? We'll do, uh, the, we'll no, do this I've one next one more. time. Uh, no, let's do it quick. I, I think that people buy these games, uh, these Who is games this? these days. This Who's is from Rick Freeman. Okay, uh, I loved Rick him in Half-Life. Uh, more for the multiplayer than the single-player experience. That being said, Far Cry 3's multiplayer is absolutely horrible. 
Read the Ubisoft forums. There are tens of thousands of people demanding a refund. The restricted locked map editor and lag and random drops, no lobby. Oh, wow. I know, what the fuck, right? A multiplayer game <laughs> with no lobby? The crap that people deal with is endless. Anyways, Far Cry 3 is an amazing single-player game, but everyone agrees that the multiplayer sucks. This should have been factored into your review. Cheers. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Do it, uh, do it fast. Rip the Band-Aid off. Far Cry 3's multiplayer may suck ass, but... Um, this is a great example of these studios having to spend so much money in different directions that they short sight uh, a chunk of their game. You know, yes. or they they don't put as much effort that they could put into one area. And sometimes you wonder why the hell they even have this thing attached to it. We focused our reviews. I think every single one of us on Reviews on the Run focused our review on our single player experience. It was a, a, more than a little captivating. You got yes. sucked into this 25 hour. I mean, it was a monstrous. I mean, you could you could be playing this thing for 60 hours if you were meticulous yeah. about hunting down all the animals and getting all the collectibles in the game and exploring every inch of this island, which was massive. And I, I think that you know we maybe we maybe we are a little bit culpable because we did kind of gloss over the multiplayer. I personally have no interest in the multiplayer. I can yeah. give a fuck yeah. about the multiplayer. The single player is so substantial. I think you know I would have paid seventy or eighty or ninety dollars for this game because the single player was so fantastic. Easily one of the I know best Ricky games wants to murder year. us right now, but it's true. I don't give a shit. If you want great multiplayer, go back to Gears of War. Yeah. Go, go, you know, go back to Call of Duty. Go back to these games that sort of lead with the multiplayer as part of their identity. Well, we, and but we single player was this. what this was all about. Yeah, and we recognize this on the show. And I don't know if we did this for Far Cry Three because we were also consumed with the single player. Uh, but we, we do we multiplayer up, right? reviews, and we uh, we recognize that this is an issue, and that uh, sometimes these things are feel tacked on. Sometimes they feel like well, it came out at a weird time value. too. Remember, yeah, it, it was the end of the year, the and, end of the very end of the yeah. year. We'd already done our rocket and ray guns. Everybody was done for the year, and then this game arrives, and, yeah. and it blow it blows our minds. It's and it turns out to be incredible. Yeah. Well, and won the Canadian Video Game Award of the Year. You know, it's an incredible game that absolutely deserved it. You want to give Mando a shout-out? And Mando was uh, amazing in the game. But uh, it's a good comment. It's good feedback. I think the game companies know yeah. when they, they dog it Ricky's and when they not don't wrong. really deliver he's not, it. He's not wrong. Nope, he's not wrong. Uh, or are the people complaining on the forums, for sure. But you know what? <sighs> Fuck. Uh, th these games are made by vast teams with... Yeah, and they spend, resources. Well, they have good. a they have a finite amount of resources, and they spend all they can to build the best game and, that and they can. And when you're setting up, a, when you're designing your design document for a game, you think we're going to put all of our resources into the multiplayer. Yeah. Are we going to put it all into the single player? And they made a decision at the outset, obviously, yeah. to put it all into the single player. Listen, if, which turned out. Yeah. Great. And if single player was anything less than Oh, we'd know, be all over this. Revolutionary. Right. I mean, it really was an incredible revolutionary. It was. I mean, it was an open world. It tied together a lot. It did a lot of things that a lot athletic, of other games have done. Totally. Did it did them all very, very, very and it yeah, was a yeah, nice you got your stealth, package, you I don't got know your, if I could I'd say revolutionary. I, I don't know, man. I think it, like it's just the open world amazing freedom and combat and storytelling interwoven like that. I mean it, it blends together some of the best stuff that we saw. On Crisis Island is a little boring, or Tomb Raider. It's kind of. I mean, a look at look at this Island. Blood Dragon. They're able to to sort of tweak that and throw that all together, and it, it, it you know it feels similar, but it's a pretty damn cool piece of DLC. Ricky doesn't. He's not happy with us. But that's no. that's his problem. He'll be okay. No. Well, Rick, I'll tell yep. you what. What we Friends do. Still. What's that? Friends still, and yep. what we do and try to do as best we can is have separate reviews that look at 
uh, you know, uh, multiple facets fact, of a game like that. Going forward, I think all of our multiplayer reviews on the show should be called the Ricky Review. So That's let's go to Jose thing. and Ben well, it's, it's, with the Ricky Review. It's well, he's Rick. He's okay, Rick. We, well, I added a Y. Okay, so no, we'll call him a Ricky Review. He's, he's our friend, Ricky. Ricky Reviews on the know. run. Jeez, I told you I'm having a problem with my hair. I can't even fucking it's, think it's, straight. It looks good all poofy and, and pointy. It's so, and, so poofy. And, I hope <laughs> Elliot's here to drive me home soon in the basket. So uh, you're going away on your mysterious trip. Yeah. You're packing up. And I'm yes. going to be sad. I'm going to miss you all next week. But uh, it's going to be lonely here in the basement. I'll just listen to your mom walking back and forth upstairs with her slippers on. She'll try to be quiet. You just keep her happy by taking her to Gatsby. Okay? I will take her to Gatsby. And I, I'm going to be reporting back with all kinds of awesome news and and. Uh, yeah, you, I'm envious of this trip. I I do know where you're going, and, and I do know what you're doing for a lot of the uh, cool you, announcements that are going to be heading s- our way pretty soon. You're going to see some of our friends too yes. out there. Some of the friends friends of the show. So uh, yeah, I'll miss you here in Vancouver. Um, but have a good week. And, yeah, we'll be okay. Uh, enjoy this good weather that we seem to be having. Try to play some more games and get your fucking haircut, okay? I, I don't want to see that shag on you when I come back. All right, so uh, Stitcher. Yeah, and, uh, if you want to make, Stitcher you or make it weird uh, at the end? iTunes. So weird. It's kind of uh, weird already. How do we make it weird at the you end? You kind of made it weird by yelling at me and telling me to get my fucking haircut. Yeah. Get your fucking haircut. That doesn't sound like me, does it? doesn't sound like you at all. No, I'm sorry. I'll take it back. All right, I'm, thank you for this real space. I'm this is real talk with Vic and Scott. <laughs> Next time we will have the uh, we'll have the birds and the bees talk. All right. Okay. okay. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Okay.